Hello, good evening, and welcome to another edition of the Cantina Mekis podcast, edition 215. We've been at this a while. This is our fourth year of doing this, and we're, we're up to dozens of listeners. So thank you all very much for tuning in live here on YouTube. Uh, kind of a newfangled way of getting it on the YouTube, but we are on the YouTube, and we have a, a lovely picture from folks from uh, Jerez, Zacatecas, up on the stream right now. I believe this picture was taken by... Beto, last time Mexico was in San Antonio in 2018 when they beat Bosnia 1-0. Nestor Araujo had a much better game in that game. He actually scored the uh, the one and only goal <coughs> there in uh, San Antonio. And then, of course, this past week in San Antonio, he uh, uh, did not uh, score a goal but uh, seemed to uh, allow uh, Argentina every opportunity to score a bunch of goals, which they happily obliged and ended up winning the Match 4-0, and this was, of course, on the heels of Mexico beating the U.S. 3-0 up in New York and New Jersey, which we'll talk about presently. But before we do that, uh, do need to introduce myself. My name is John Jagu. I am coming to you live from Lago Vista, Texas. Uh, for those of you who don't know where that is, it's on the outskirts of Austin on the north shore of Lake Travis. Over on the other opposite end of the Austin metropolitan area in southeast Austin, we have Albert Beto El Chiquiscampa joining us from Kyle. Albert, how are you, sir? Hello, Albert. We don't have Albert. Albert is not with us. No Albert. Well, hopefully Albert will be uh, hopping on here momentarily. There's Albert. Okay, sorry. There's Albert. He's trying to hit buttons. Trying to hit buttons. Yeah, it's hitting hitting buttons uh yeah glad to be here john glad to have you with us now now you, we were both in san antonio although we never we never crossed paths because you were you were diligently working downstairs taking all manner of pictures and, and getting some audio etc and uh I yeah just, we i think you took a picture while i was up uh sitting down we were in the same room but yeah i never we never crossed paths yeah i was uh i was i was the Alamo Dome is just not the best stadium for, for for what it is to try to do there. It's very cramped. And, yeah. Uh, uh, I needed to get out because I, I had parked across the street. Like, if you're not back by midnight, you know, they're going to, you know, close the lot or whatever. So I had to make sure to get back before we, uh, before uh, things got out of hand. But, of course, you know, that wasn't the, the last car there, as, as is always the case. But anyway, uh, glad to have you with us, Albert. And then uh, over in uh, California, Irvine, California. Uh, we are joined by uh, Joel Aceves, who uh, last week admitted that he screwed the pooch on his ability to go see Argentina-Chile. What, what other games did you miss out in, in Los Angeles last week? Joel, you had a whole bunch. You had, uh... Well, there was uh, Peru, Peru-Brazil. The Peruvians took uh, 1-0. Right, so... so he you... ended up winning. So and you... then there... Go ahead. Uh, and then there was uh, the Trafico match. It's so, so, so you you had you have you've had all this opportunity to uh, to, 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 to to go and, and bring us reports back on on some of these matches, and it just uh, it, it, it just <laughs> ha, ha, hasn't worked out for you, Joel. And uh, frankly, uh, I'm not I'm not sure why that is. So uh, we will, the, uh, the Chiva novela has got has gotten all my attention. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's the Com- I apologize. I apologize. Complete and undivided attention. 
the Chivas novela, which of course is the uh, is. I mean, is there ever a time when there isn't a Chivas novela? Even when they're winning, they get rid of coaches. When they're losing, they get rid of coaches. There's yeah, it's just, and it's cranked up right now. It's it's cranked up full heat right now uh, because you have yeah they have uh, we have the Clásico Tapatio coming up. Chivas versus Atlas. Uh, so yeah, you have the Chi Hermanos are, you know, going to be calling for blood if Chivas, if Thomas Boy fails to get a result. Um, <clears throat> and then we have the whole issue with the television, uh, you know, uh, for the U.S. So it's already going to be what, if I'm not mistaken, match week eight. And uh, there's been no TV for Chivas home games. They've all been on YouTube, which I'm loving because it, it makes it so much easier for me to watch the games no matter where I'm at. But yeah. uh, not too good for Chivas coffers. They need they need some of that moolah. And I have a, I've gotten a pretty good idea of what what I believe is happening. Mm-hmm. I guess we could talk about that later. Yeah, we'll get into we'll get into uh, Chivas chat. Hopefully, we'll have some more Chivas uh, available to us when we get into, into Chivas chat uh, later on, uh, as as we jump back into Liga MX talk later in the show. But first, we need to talk about some uh, some 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 international. There was an international break uh, since we last spoke, and uh, Mexico plays the USA in New Jersey, wins three zero, gets goals from Chicharito. And from uh, Guti and Uriel Antuna, and then they uh, lose to Argentina 4-0. Uh, uh, unfortunately, frankly, uh, uh, with a terrible, terrible lapses of uh, a judgment by the Mexican back line, particularly Nestor Araujo, probably had the, like the worst game of his career. Uh, whether you know friendly, competitive club game, then national team, whatever it was, it was it was just not 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 his uh, not his best effort. Uh, his uh, mistakes uh, led to at least at least two goals that I can remember specifically, and uh, maybe even more in Argentina. You know, not the not the kind of team that uh, uh, does not take advantage of opportunities like that. And of course, uh, they were able to cash in the uh, the good fortune and win and win four zero. You know, one thing that always uh, struck me weird about the, the lead up to the Argentina game was. Hearing how Mexico were the favorites and how Argentina, and I was like, it was like, it was like, who on, on what planet is Mexico ever a favorite against Argentina? And I have to think that the uh, you know Argentines uh, take a lot of pride in in in, 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 their, in themselves as a as a footballing nation, as it were. And I'm sure that the the, the players saw that and like they just started laughing, like like you know this is going to be a good opportunity for us to. You know, maybe 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 turn things around for 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 good old Argentina, and they certainly did. That. It reminded me actually, uh, Joel, of uh, in the in the the 2014 World Cup when the when the Croatian coach, uh, I believe it was was a Niko Kovac was 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 that the gentleman's name? Yes. When he said that Mexico was going to be quick, you know, that their knees are going to be shaking because they're so scared of playing <laughs> us, and it was it was like th- thank you, Nico, for 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 for. for uh, you know, adding to the chip on the shoulder that Mexico already had, because they play so much better with a chip on their shoulder. Well, as as we have seen, uh, not just uh, uh, Tuesday night, but in, in 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 the many years that we've all followed and and, and covered Mexican soccer, uh, when Mexico is a, a quote unquote uh, favorite against a, a decent team, they usually don't do very well, and that certainly was the case uh, the other night in San Antonio, where 
Uh, Chiquis, uh, aside for about the first 10 minutes, uh, the air was completely taken out of the Alamodo when Argentina, I think it was when they got their, when they got their third goal on the penalty kick, the place was just, it was, it, it was, it was, it was done. Toast. Oh, yeah. Um, I didn't see too much of it. I mean, well, you were busy, you were busy snapping, but I mean, just, just, I mean, I'm sure that you could tell what just in the general atmosphere of, you know, there just wasn't quite as electric. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it was. It, it was. I mean, I couldn't couldn't see a huge difference there. There was definitely a down. I guess a downhill and enthusiasm, the the, the noise. Uh, but yeah, there was still there was still a little bit of of uh, hopefulness. Uh, and the chant was. Uh, I was tabs on the chant. The chant was there. Right. Fully present on two occasions for sure. Um, but yeah, it's sort of uh, different being on the uh, being on the corner there and just uh, to a camera the whole time. It's a little bit like I couldn't tell nearly until after seeing the previews that Nestor, Nestor Araujo may have made those mistakes. I didn't even know. I knew the defense wasn't to par, but I didn't know exactly who. Right. But uh, but yeah, I was uh, I was sort of impressed with the the fans. There's a lot of a lot of guys doing. Dressed up with a typical, uh, typical, I guess, uh, costume and stuff they would have. They seemed to be having a good time until the second half, where yeah, where it was more like a like a funeral uh, more than anything else in the second half. Um, yeah, so the stadium it wasn't a complete sellout, but it was, it was but it was just like the very top corners. Of, of of the stadium that was not filled in San Antonio, and I think, if I'm not mistaken, just by watching the replays on the uh, on on the on the television box of uh, the, the match between Mexico and the U.S., I don't even think they opened the upper deck at Giant Stadium. I think it was just the first the first couple of decks, and then the upper bowl was uh, it was it was completely empty, so uh, they didn't necessarily get the the biggest crowd up in New York in the, in the New York, New Jersey area for that one either. Not, you know, at least, you know, compared to the last time the Mexico played there where they had 80,000 people in, in, uh, in, in giant stadium. But, uh, I mean, just, you know, again, you know, who in their right mind would, would ever consider Mexico a, a favorite against Argentina in, in any capacity. And it was, uh, Mexico fielded a, a relatively strong team. And, uh, yeah, by, by you know by the first twenty, you know, after thirty minutes, we had a player that already had a hat trick, uh, in, uh, in in Lautaro uh, Martinez. You know what's what's so frustrating for me, Joel, is that why is it that Argentina all their players have like the coolest names? <laughs> it's a combination it's a, Spanish Italian, Italian names. Yeah, yeah, Italian style. I gotta say though, I yeah. didn't see I didn't see where. Uh, where people were saying Mexico was the favorite. I knew the big thing was that Mexico's coming in with their strong, like their number one lineup. They're strong. They're 18. Well, I mean, just in the, like, you know, in, in the pregame press conferences, uh, the, the, the questions they were asking the Argentine coach, I mean, I mean, I mean, and saying, you know, and, and, and just as you're saying, I mean, they were, oh, yeah. the, the general sentiment was, you know, well, Mexico's the favorite. And I was thinking, and it's like, who, it's like Mexico, I think I've, when I was a kid, Mexico they had this tournament called the the, the Copa Joao Avalanche. It was in Mexico City. It was like a youth tournament, and in this ridiculous rainstorm, Mexico beat Argentina one nothing on like the flukiest of fluke goals. And that was one time. And then they beat Argentina in the in the Copa America in two thousand. And that's it. I mean, it, it just it just does not happen very often. 
against Argentina. So, again, uh, you know, I, I, th- I think that the, the you know the, the 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 amount of goal, you know, the the scoreline was a little, uh, you know, not necessarily what people were expect, but I mean, I think that anyone that was expecting Mexico to just have a have a cakewalk in that game was, uh, I mean, that just was never going to happen. Not, not against a team like that. I mean, they, you know, they, they can feel the pretty decent team together, even if they have to bring in some, uh, you know, what, what, what am I consider like B teamers, et cetera. That's a, a pretty impressive array of talent that was uh, on the field for Argentina. And uh, they, uh, I think that they, they enjoyed playing with their food that night. Uh, Joel, it was uh, it was, it was not what Mexico fans were hoping that, uh, I don't necessarily think it was like a siete cero Chile, but it, it was a whole lot like the uh, the, the cuatro cero Brazil in the Copa América back in Peru uh, about 15 years ago. It, it was very reminiscent of that. Yeah, I, I'm. I I don't. I wouldn't say Mexico's favorites, but you could make a case that if there was ever a match where they could get the upper hand, this would have been it. Sure. Because uh, it's practically a home game for Mexico, and you have your all of your best players available. And while Argentina was missing uh, Messi and Aguero, uh, you know, two of their well, their two biggest players right now, um, and and they had some some of the younger guys that are you know looking to to be part of the team for this upcoming cycle. So I, I would say, I, w- I wouldn't say favorites though. That's, that's, you know, uh, but, but definitely like this, this is a match that we could, we could take by we I mean, Mexico, sure. <laughs> this is a match that Mexico could, could, you know, you have a good, pretty good odds of, of winning it. And uh, I, I felt it was one of those games where, Anything that could go wrong did go wrong. Sure. And it was like almost opposite of – it's pretty much – and I'd say the same thing happened to the U.S. In, in the match against Mexico where they just couldn't get anything right. They kept giving the ball to Mexico, and uh, even when they got a penalty, they miss it. Right. And and, and almost, almost the same happened where 10 minutes in – I think in the first 10 minutes was – there could have been a penalty given to Mexico – and I'm not saying Mexico would have won, but at least it would have, it would have, you know, changed the game a bit. You know, I don't necessarily think that, you know, the the the, the giveaway that, that Nesorajo had was was all that. I mean, it was it was terrible. Don't get me wrong. It was. I mean, he kicked it right at the guy. It's like here you go, you know, have the ball. But the way yeah. that, the way that Lautaro was able to 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 hide the ball from three Mexican defenders and still and still <laughs> turn around. <laughs> You know, you know, you know, turn his body to where he was, you know, fully facing the goal, and 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 just to you know, and to full of I mean, that that to me was a part that's it's, it's like you can't have that. And then and then after that, the the the, the, the defending for Mexico for whatever reason just became like like really panicked, and so they were Argentina was able to get a couple more goals from just you know plays that the guys would just never make. You know, just just trying to kick it, you know, wherever they. It, it, it's just it's just it's something that didn't have. Yeah, so you're right though. In that sense, it was uh, it was uh, it was unfortunate. But I think that, you know if Mexico fans were to you know aside from the you know, the you know things happen whatever. But to me, the underlying theme of of 
of, of something that was maybe a little bit more uh, disquieting for Mexico was the fact that they didn't get, get a shot off on goal until like the 89th minute when, when Chucky Lozano finally uh, you know, made, made the goalie move a little bit at least uh, at, you know, toward the very end of the game. So they only had one shot on goal in the entire 90 minutes. And I know that the people love Decatito uh, Corona and he has some great moves and, and he's really good on the ball. But the reality is, is, is that he did a lot of shimmying and shaking, but, you know, not one of his centers connected. And um, most of the time after he, you know, made one dazzling move, two dazzling moves, three dazzling moves, that's probably, that's probably too many, you know, one dazzling move too many, and he was going to end up losing the ball. So to me, I mean, yes, it's great that you can play like that, but, dude, you got to, you know, do something with the ball other than lose it or, you know, send off a, a corner kick that is not, or a cross, rather, that is, is easily okay, the guy's got a time defense. The other's got to, the other guy's got to open themselves up and. Oh, and I, I, I don't disagree. I don't disagree, but uh, and, and and to Argentina's credit, I mean, every time he would cross the ball, there's like seven heads wearing white shirts that were there, you know, ready to to, to defend it. So I get that. But and maybe the maybe the overconfidence, if there was any, or the you know they're they were hyped because they beat the U.S. three zero. Um, people were talking about Mexico being the favorites. Uh, the praise the Argentinian coach was giving the Mexican team. Yeah, he he definitely um, they, was was buttering They up. they might have, <laughs> yeah, they might have been uh, like you know a little bit con- over uh, not overconfident, but you know high on themselves a little bit. Right. And I think that looked that looked that way on the on the defense where they weren't fully respecting Argentina, and uh, the the numbers weren't there because you see that the the one the the Argentina player that scored those goals was, I mean, he was weaving through them, but there wasn't anyone supporting. And it reminded me a little bit of how Chile was scoring goals. Right. Where the defense was just out of it. Right. And, no, uh, yeah, that, that's a very good point where it just all of a sudden it's like a five on two. You're like, <laughs> you know, where, yeah. where, where are the other defenders? <laughs> right. And, and it reminds me of uh, the last time, well, the last time I remember Mexico beating Argentina was, uh, was La Volpe in the Copa America. They bunkered. Like they they, they focused had no on choice. defense. I mean, I mean there was yeah, there was Argentina. no choice. If you're playing Argentina, you got to respect this team. I and mean, then that's exactly. what they did. I mean, imagine imagine Argentina going. You're going to play like this against us, okay? You know, you know, yeah, exactly. you guys, you guys do your little tiki taka with the, with 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 your defenders, and we will happily just pounce the minute because you're going to make a mistake. Because you're going to get frustrated. You're going to make a mistake. And thank you very much. I mean, it was. <laughs> I mean, sir. I mean, I just. You know, you know, Ron has always talked about, and it was something that I never really thought of until he mentioned it, was, you know, how you can control a game without the ball. And Argentina absolutely controlled that game without the ball. They, it was like, it was like watching them play Simon Says. I mean, they, they you could, I mean, they just, they had Mexico completely under control. They, they, they were, they weren't afraid one bit of, of anything Mexico was going to do. And did they manage to make mistakes? Absolutely. But Mexico just, you know, it was a, uh, I, I agree with you that you have to you have to give them, you know, a certain you know l- let Argentina make the mistakes, you know, see if you can capitalize on that. But if you make you just can't make mistakes against Argentina or you, you know and and any of the top ten teams, in the, you, you just can't you can't make mistakes like that against even some of the better Concacaf teams. I mean, let, let's face it. So yeah, Mexico did not, definitely did not play their. Uh, 
their best match. And uh, after the pre- after the game, uh, you know, it's funny, Cheekies, because you know when 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 Osorio loses like that, or when a coach that the that the press was already, uh, you know, already had their uh, their ire up over uh, the press conferences where you were were a little different. And at this last press conference, I mean, they asked. Uh, uh, Tata some some pretty pointed questions, but I mean it was I mean there was there was no venom behind it. They just you know they I mean they they it just seemed like they uh, believed that it was kind of a kind of a fluky loss too, or they're just giving Tata you know so much more uh, rope and respect and, and and leeway in 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 this particular area. But uh, I, I do think that 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 Tata can you know friendlies are a great thing you know win or lose and I, sometimes i feel like you can learn a lot more from losing than you can from winning so i think that this was a, a very humbling and needed reality check for mexico to, to rem- remind them hey when you you know you're a good team no one denies that we, we all you know the, the world agrees mexico's a good team mexico's not a great team to beat great teams you have to play great and if you don't play great they're going to smoke you period and 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 I say that for Mexico, and I say it for every second tier team on the planet. If you don't play well against a team, against a top team, they're gonna whoop your ass. <laughs> uh, that's 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 just that's just the reality. So Mexico yeah, needs there's to a different, that. Yeah, and there's a, there seemed to be a different. Uh, I mean, I, I was I don't think I was I don't even know if I've been in a press conference, maybe once or twice with Osorio. I don't remember his uh, like in-person personality, right. but... Uh, well, the questions were always seem... snippy, and Osorio was always... He, he always was like, it's like, I've explained this, I don't know how many times, let me explain it to you again, and he goes on and on and talks about... Yeah, you know. so, it, so it made the press easier to sort of, right. like, try to get at him. Whereas with Tata, I think he's, like you said, I think humbler. And he, he made a good statement. Um, I forget how he said it, but he said, like, even... Or maybe... I'm pretty sure it was him. He said it, it's better for Mexico to improve, to play teams like like Argentina. Right. And instead of, you know, lower level teams, even if they lose, it's more beneficial to learn and lose and uh but you're playing high quality teams instead yeah. of just beating up on a bunch how, of How many times players. have we heard this, Cheekies? Yeah, but yeah, but <laughs> no one ever well, from us though. But have we heard it well from uh from a Mexican coach? I mean, they always the Moleros are always uh No, I'm with the Molero when they lose to a stronger team. You know, but, uh, this is what we need more games against the top tire. Uh, but I, I agree with the whole humbler thing, but I, I think, uh, you know, I guess comparing it to Osorio's Sieta Cero meltdown, I think the big difference was that it's an, it was an official competition and, uh, and it was against Chile without due respect in Mexico. They're, they're just not going to see the, the two teams, you know, they're going to see Chile as, as the team that that Mexico is more, you know, more leveled with, as opposed to Argentina. Even if you had a a, a big chunk of the press, you know, talking about favorites, uh, the history is just there with Argentina being heavy, you know, have been a historically stronger team. So it's kind of like you're just gonna look stupid trying to argue the, you know, trying to trying to prove otherwise. Yeah. 
you know, one thing that I, I will say about Tata is that, you know, even when they, when the media does, and, and, and they'll be the guy that will ask them a, a loaded question. Uh, uh, Tata answers honestly. I mean, he, you know, he, he minces, he minces no words. He, uh, he, 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 he praises players when they deserve praise. He, uh, calls them out when, when, when they, uh, collectively, he usually doesn't, uh, you know, individually, uh, do that, but you know he'll he'll call them out when they don't necessarily play as well as he, he would like. And uh, yeah, I mean as uh, as Chiki said, I mean he said uh, you know Argentina, you know aside from being Argentina, he says you know their next friendly is against Germany. You know he's like he's like you know there's a reason why why they're why they stay as good as they do is because you know they're they're constantly challenging themselves. And uh, you know that was a kind of a a message to to the the, the federal and, and I was standing right behind Gerardo and I'm sure Gerardo Torrado would love to schedule more game, more games like that. You know he understands. I mean he lived it for how many years? You know he was on the team from what from 02 to or from 99 to 2010. You know so he spent 10 years on the national team. Uh, yeah, sadly uh, Mexico Mexico let go of the guy that was working to get us those type of games. Well, it's going to be he's hard. Now, uh, yeah, he's I, now he, close to my. Right. I'm close to him though, but. Uh, <laughs> you're, you're talking about uh, yeah. Dennis Teclos, who's now with with LA Galaxy. Yes, who, sir. Who made the the unbelievable effort uh, to get Mexico two friendlies before the World Cup against it was it was against Denmark and I forget who the other one was. Uh, was it Belgium? No, it wasn't Belgium. Or was it? No, they they played Belgium before, but they had played Belgium in, like in twenty. It was like 2016, I think it was, or maybe 2017. Well, whoever it was, he, all, you know, it was amazing. You know, the, the the his his ability to lift up the phone and call a guy, and uh, hey, do you guys want to play this friendly? Was you know is was uh, you know just a you know a really 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 big effort on on, on the closest part by of lifting up the telephone and dialing the number, which is all 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 he had to do to to, to set up those friendlies. Now with the uh, with the nation league, uh, the nations league coming up, the uh, the amount of friendlies that are going to be uh, uh, of, of that caliber of friendly, I should say, that are going to be available to Mexico are, are going to be few and far between. Which, frankly, I don't necessarily think that that's going to be a bad thing because I think that that's what's going to end what, what's going to end up happening well, is that we're going to go back to with the games that they play in the states, we're going to go back to those dates not being played on on not FIFA dates. And it's going to give uh, Tata a chance to see a whole bunch of players that he probably otherwise wouldn't <coughs> see. And then when they do have the, the, the friendly dates, they are going to make those. They are going to be, be able to uh, give themselves the flexibility of, of heading over to, you know, to Europe to play Spain or, well, or whatever the case may be. I, Joan, I want to go back to what you said uh, so about Tata, how he said, uh, you know, Keep challenging yourself and how Argentina and experience against Germany. Mm-hmm. And then to sort of what uh, Teclosa did where he he took it upon himself to schedule the games. Uh, but and So I think, uh, I, I hope I'm not confusing or mixing stuff, but didn't he also get a game against England that what they couldn't be scheduled because of television yes. rights? Yeah, so that's that's the other thing where, you know, the the business comes first. 
Yeah, you but know? I think that, that was and, that was as much England as it was Mexico, though. So they're kind of, you know, in the same boat. No, but but we have to. Also, yeah, I, I agree. But but uh, at the same time, then how often does it happen where we don't we we just don't get to hear about it, right. or or it's our and the how worst part it about more... it, the worst part about that whole England deal hold it was it was about TV rights, not in England and not in Mexico. It was about TV rights here. That's why they couldn't do it. Yeah, exactly. So you have to. You know, wonder how much that, um, like, uh, how much this this plays into well, the type of rivals Mexico gets. But because, but, but uh, England, like, England is the only other team whose national team games are broadcast here, like like that. So they could play anybody else, and it wouldn't, it wouldn't be a problem. But uh, no, but you're right though. I mean that 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 that's what has to happen, and. With the the base of of the next World Cup team essentially being from Mexico, you know, it, it, it behooves that that to have, you know, if they have to if they're contractually obligated to play six games a year in in in, uh, in the in the U.S. next year, and they have the Cup Nations League, and you know, Tata just has a he just he has a blueprint, he has he has the the definitive proof of he can go to the federation and say this is what happens when all we do are play is play Bermuda. When we go up against, you know, when you go up against a team like this, so you got to schedule me more games like this. And and if that means going to, you know, you know, why not go play Egypt and Egypt? How great would that be for Mexico to, to play? And, 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 and seriously, I mean, I'm not saying well, that I mean, Egypt the, is the greatest team, but oh my God, that atmosphere would be that. Thing. Yeah, but, but see, so so we could back to the whole TV thing. It's like I have to wonder if that if the whole television thing. It's a big reason why uh, Mex doesn't play in more matches outside of the U.S. and outside of, you know, we're just outside of the U.S. because they don't really play in Mexico. Well, I mean, much. exactly. I mean, they've, they've played in, in, in this decade. I have to think it's, it has to be at least 100 times in the U.S. easily. Yeah, uh, yeah. well, out of Tata's game, hasn't, hasn't it's like only maybe one been in Mexico? I, I don't think he's he, even, has he, he played at the Azteca? Played, no, he hasn't played anywhere in Mexico. They're all, all been, <laughs> they've all been in the U.S., so yeah, see. Uh, the group hug has not happened in Mexico yet. It has not happened at no. the temp at the Templo Mayor. It hasn't happened at the Templo. We it need... hasn't happened at the Jalisco or in or in the Caliente. It hasn't oh, happened God at the damn. Huracan or at the Volcan or yeah, at the Yeah, I'm. I'm stick with the whole television. It has, you know, <laughs> I'm the, stick with the whole TV. The Hidrocalidos haven't seen the group hug in person. So many hugs. Yeah. And so little time. That's right. And and. Oh man, I forgot what second point. Okay, so here's my second thing about um, Tata is that uh, so I think he's he's like working with these uh, with the home base team because that's what he's working with already, and uh, you know, go, going up into the League of Nations. Mm-hmm. And and I do believe the rumors that that have been circulating that he's gonna be the one pulling the strings for the for the Olympic team. Uh, not surprising. Uh, you know, he, they, there was another call up. You know, they're, they're doing the the thing that they used to do with La Volpe, where they're letting him uh, have players during the week. But the players that he's called that he's bringing in during the week are the Olympic players. So uh, yeah, you know, it's so uh, I think go ahead. yeah. See, so that I think that lead that lends more credence to the whole. He's he's going to be the the man behind the curtain. What, what he did say. 
what he did say was at the end of the, at the very end of the press conference and uh, you know I should uh, you know if only I had I had I had a, I had a little device where I had recorded his words oh uh, I have it I said I don't remember where I put it I think it's in the other room but I'll, I'll go I'll go dig it up here in a second but uh, he did say uh, and, and Chiki's you can uh, correct me if I'm wrong or, or, or maybe you interpret it differently but he but he said that that moving for these up, upcoming Nations League games, and there's four. They're playing Panama, uh, home and away, and Bermuda, home and away. That he's that his in, his intent is to not call up as many folks from the Gold Cup because he's a guy. He's like I already spent six weeks with those guys. I know what they can do, but to call up the guys that that weren't at the Gold Cup, and then uh, and then a mix of of, of 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 some some newer players. So it sounds to me like that that it's going to be uh, Tecatito and Chucky and and Chicharito. And Hector Herrera, and uh, so that's going to be the those four guys, and then some of the other Liga MX guys that are that are coming, and probably some like like we're, I think we're going to see JJ Macias, we're going to see Alan Mosso, uh, Isaac Romo, uh, uh, these you know some of the so it's going to be a combo Olympic team, and then some of the uh, the guys that didn't play in the Gold Cup that were in this last call up, Guti, players like that. Yeah, it's and I would say this is some of the guys to be excited about because mm-hmm. um, I think a lot of the, uh, a lot of these young players, some of them are going to end up uh, making the roster for for the next World Cup twenty twenty two. They may not be protagonistas, but but by uh, twenty twenty six. Uh, they could be key figures. Well, you so, never know. You so never know. Uh, let's let's. You not... think JJ Mack will be starting in Qatar? You, you see him taking the number nine from uh, take it away from Raul RJ nine. <laughs> no, I'm not saying I'm not saying that. But uh, let us not forget that the, that the beginning of the of the '07 cycle with Hugo and the team that he was playing. He played the Gold Cup and the Copa America. Out of out of those twenty three guys, what like maybe three were on the World Cup roster, three or four, just wasn't that many of them. So, you know, I'm not saying there's going to be that much of a turnover, but I, but I do think that there's going to be over 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 these next three years, we're going to see the emergence of uh, uh, players that uh, you know some of you know some are going to come out of nowhere. I think I we're going to have like maybe one or two that come out of that just materialize. And uh, it, it's, it's going to be very interesting. It's going to be a good. Uh, it's going to be a good mix of, uh, of veterans and, and, and youngsters, I think, for this uh, upcoming World Cup. I think Mexico fans should. Yeah. Be, if they can get that defense <clears throat> short up, they should, they, they should be very excited about what uh, about their possibilities, about their possibilities. So uh, we'll see how that. Uh, but but Chiki, was that what he said? Chiki, was that the combination of folks that were going to play in those games? Did did I read that right? Yeah, I think he did. Okay. It was sort of, uh, uh, I think uh, John Arnold and Tom sort of interpreted it the same way, and it was sort of confusing the way the way he spoke it. But yeah, I think that's what he was what he was trying to say. Well, I think that what he said was like, I'm going to tell y'all what I told the team last night at the at the last uh, little get together. Yeah. He's like, he's like, the players I'm that are, you know moving forward for the rest of the year, the players that I'm taking with me are gonna, are, are going to be players that 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 didn't that weren't weren't part of the Copa Auto group because I. Had those guys for six weeks, so you know that. I mean, they make. I mean, seriously, it makes sense. I mean, you have an opportunity. You have four games, official games, even that. Uh, you know that in in theory, 
in theory. I think the game at Panama is going to be the only one where Mexico is uh, not necessarily uh, as comfortable in. Uh, you know, sh- sh- should do well, and you should be able to uh, have some players showcase their abilities a, l- a little bit more than than they would. So, uh, definitely some opportunities for uh, some you know, JJ Mack and uh, Mosul, and then some of these uh, maybe a goalie or two uh, uh, that can uh, emer- emerge out of this group. We'll see how it uh, we'll see how it plays out. But I think overall, though, I think despite this four zero, I don't think that anyone uh, you know you know the the there's not blood in the water yet for 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 for, for Tata. The, uh, the there was definitely a cut, but uh, you know the water is it's on the boat, but it hasn't been splashed into the water just yet. It's uh, it's. Uh... I got some uh, in the YouTube chat, some crazy tinfoil hat stuff. <laughs> Whoa! Oh, I don't even... Let's take a look um, at that. I need. Oh, yeah, I need to. The game was rigged. You, you <laughs> So Ros- Ro- Ma- Rosario Mafia stuff, man. I don't, I don't know about all this. Coming. Oh, Rosario. Well, because because uh, the both coaches, uh, they play with New Worlds, and New Worlds is from Rosario. That's that's the that's the mafia. So you could say that you know they they planned it because you know there's a lot of betting in uh, football, especially with the East Asians. Gonna make. <laughs> But looking at the game, goals. yeah. But looking at the game itself, none of the none of the goals scored, or even the handball, looked. Uh, the handball it could be suspicious. But... No, well, the, 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 he was it was jumping up in the air, and and and, it, and the ball hit his hand. That that was, he did not move his ball toward the hand. It was, there was nothing suspicious about any of that stuff. Yeah, I don't know. I <laughs> okay, I see a, a I see a laugh a laughing out loud. <laughs> that is interesting. I didn't know anything about this Rosario Mafia stuff. I'll have to ask some of my uh, some of my Argentine uh, connections. You know, it's uh, interesting about Argentina. And this is something I talked about with Arch Bell that we posted uh, uh, a couple days ago. He uh, is someone who who follows Argentine football uh, a, a little a little closer than. Than most, uh, and uh, you know, we talked that we talked about this on the show before, Joel, with uh, with Grondona out, uh, dead, I guess, not really out, but you know, dead. There really hasn't been anyone that has uh, filled what was, I would have to think, uh, outside of UEFA and FIFA, the most powerful uh, position uh, in in the world of soccer. I mean, he was. Uh, he was the heaviest of heavy hitters and they're having a hard time figuring out who's going to win that battle to, to replace them. Cause that is uh that is a, that is quite a little plum for, for anybody to have. And it just uh, hasn't happened. And I think it's, it's, it's something that, that that's been reflected over the past couple of years with, uh, <clears throat> with the sport and the team and, and their performance and everything else. So if they get that settled. And I think we'll start seeing Argentina go back to being who, we know them to be. Who is the the, the front runner in that hoel? Is is there anyone that that is? Uh, that is what? That is emerging as uh, as as the heir apparent to uh, Mr. Grondona. No, no, I don't. I haven't kept up with 
with with Dafa shenanigans. I should, I should, um, I should, uh, I, I should take a look over there what's going on, cause I, and you know, just just going into into the whole Rosario Mafia. <laughs> um, I, you know, that, that's the other thing because Scaloni hasn't fully, you know, won over people and 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 um, this guy keeps, uh, El Muñeco keeps gaining more and more traction. Well, let's be honest uh, with Argentine coaches. They really don't really uh, win anybody over until they win a World Cup. So, uh, you know, they'll, they'll, they'll go through a few coaches before uh, before qualifying is done. So is, is he the next... Uh, is he the next one to walk the plank? And Muñeco? Not, yes. uh, not what happened? Is uh, is he the next one to walk the plank? And Muñeco? No, 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 not to walk the plank. To to take over the team. Right, to walk the plank. Um, oh, you <laughs> you think he would walk the plank automatically? Well, I'm just saying. I mean, that that was usually what happens to Argentine coaches on the national team. No, uh, no, it depends. Uh, you know, it depends how it goes for them. I mean, Tata uh, was 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 their coach in the Copa America. Made two Copa America finals, and they fired him. Yeah, but I mean, he 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 came in. It, it's you know, right when all the alpha of his madre. So I think that hasn't helped, and the fact that it's still going on, it's it's not much of a help. Isn't that crazy that um, it's taken him that long to that goes to show you just how much of a talk about Game of Thrones. I mean that 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 is the the you know the, the the to be able to I mean think of how powerful that guy was, and for how long he was in that position of power. I mean, and not just in Argentina, oh. but in the world, in South American soccer and world soccer, just this 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 massive uh, political figure. And it's taken him what three or four years to to even come close to, and and they still haven't named anybody. Yeah, it's it's it's, it's a big mess, man. Probably as big or bigger than the Cruz Azul mess. But but just to finish on Gallardo. Sure. So El, Mu- El Muñeco, he, he's, uh, so he's right now in the semifinals of the Libertadores. And Again. they tied Boca. Yeah, and they tied Boca 0-0. So they're playing the the second leg on the 1st of October. Uh, so, I mean, I think if they make the final, they very well could be favorites. I mean, and back-to-back Libertadores with, with um, man, I think this guy's already, you know, set himself yeah, up to wh- be one of the... why would he go to, to Argentina when he could go to, like, Inter? Because uh, well, the national team no problem hiring Argentine coaches. They don't, they don't, but, I mean, he would still get to go to a World Cup. And, you know, you, you could, that's... That would just help his, you know, his image as a coach. Right. Uh, but I think he's he's well proven at this point. Yeah. And, I mean, and I do see him. Uh, I do see him. You're not. Hold, hold, you're not. I, you're not. You're not breaking news here, Hold, Are you? Hang on a second. Hang on a second. Let me. What? No. There's. There's anybody. He's not going to be the next Chivas coach. Oh no, uh, no, no it's no. it's highly unlikely. Okay, so so we could uh, maybe we could cross his uh, name you off know the what? List. Well, no, no, he won't be. 
we could see this guy in Mexico. I mean, we've seen a lot of these big name Argentine coaches, you know, eventually there's, there's end up. There's one coaching the national team right now in Mexico. Yeah, exactly. So we, 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 you know, it's not unheard of that at the at the you know twilight of their career they'll end up they'll end up over here. But who knows? Maybe by then uh, it could be MLS. <laughs> it could it could be at LAFC. Right. Uh, Twenty years from now. Who have qualified uh, for the uh, Conca Champions, by the way? Yes, they qualified, so that should make for some interesting matches uh, for the next Conca Champions when they get to play. No, no. Now, but, but, on, are, uh, are, just... you, are you going to go ahead and get a press pass for those when when, when they when they play in LA? Uh, depends who they play. I don't, I'm not. I don't, I don't get easily excited anymore. But it's not about excitement. It's it's about it's about about it's about, it's a level of professionalism. It is true. It is yeah. true. It's like uh, I don't get excited for brunch, but but if you said the brunch would turn how could into you not, hang on a second a club how and bottle not, service, how can you not get excited <laughs> for brunch? It's the best part of <laughs> breakfast, and it's the best part of lunch together. It, it just seems expensive though. You it's know? like you can have you can have huevos. You can have huevos and then have a tequila. You know, you can have huevos con chorizo and a tequila sunrise. Oh dang. Right. I don't know. You can have a huevos. <laughs> you can have a huevos con chorizo, cheeseburger, and have oh, a, dang. and have a, and have that a, actually sounds good. and have a michelada to wash it down with. But you can't do you can't do that at lunch and you can't do that at breakfast. But you can do it. You can do it in brunch. You can do it at brunch. That's right. That's right. No, but but to to cap off with the whole Rosario Mafia, I mean, and and you know, as crazy as it may sound, that that could be Tata like, you know, I have. You know, it's it's unlikely, but but let's like, I'm gonna play with this. You wouldn't you wouldn't put it out of you the know? realm of possibility. Yeah, no, because we've seen crazier stuff. It's like uh, it's, yeah, it's like, like getting hey, we... a, a a ten Jack Queen of Hearts, right? In in in, in, in five draw card draw, and you throw yeah, the other and... two, thinking you're gonna get the the straight flush. And you know, there's there's many ways of throwing games. You don't you don't have to tell the players, you know, like hey, we're we're gonna lose on purpose. There's different ways of that, that. That would work, though. I just, just uh, in case you have to try it. You, you... Yeah, but he could be he he could be telling his buddy, you know, like, hey man, I'm a, I'm gonna do you a solid here, help help you gain some, because that guy did talk about how they they you know help their confidence. So it sounded a little weird. Beating Mexico helped their confidence. Well, I mean, <laughs> let's face it, it was. Uh... <coughs> But but then again, you know, when when you get a slump buster, you know, you you get the gordi buena at last call. It could help your confidence. So I, it's not so weird. You still want to show me your cucumber? Thank you, Joel. I just want to play that once a show and have and have a reason to play because it it's my it's my all time favorite drop. <laughs> so thank you for that. <coughs> thank you for that. All right, so uh, so the, we have uh, four Concacaf League uh, Nations League games coming up uh, for that for Mexico, and uh, and then the uh, we'll start qualifying I think next summer. So uh, so here's here's the, the the situation. You know they they have to play one game at AT&T Stadium every year, and then I'm sure they're going to probably uh, uh, are they going to go to six or are they going to go to four for, uh, for 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 some games in the U.S. And, and I think that with the possibility that they have to play friendlies are going to be uh, 
in June when the European teams are getting ready for the Eurocopa and Mexico would be a good uh, a good foil for you know a good sparring partner for for, for a handful of teams so that that to me I think would be ideal for Mexico is to is, is to have those games in June and play them in Europe two three games we'll see how that uh, I'll, have to, I'll have to check the, the the FIFA calendar but I, but I think that the, I think that those would be available to them for uh, for Mexico. I have good news, boys. Uh, I was uh, I was given uh, access, granted access for next week's League Cup final between uh, Cruz Azul and uh, and Tigres. So I'll get to see uh, Mr. Uh, Mr. Ferretti uh, 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 first. Half. I hope I, I hope I don't uh, hope I don't cry, Hoy. I don't want I don't want to you know get all emotional in front of Tuca. Because <laughs> you know he could, he could, he could, you know, and then you know, maybe what I should do is, is see if he can get him to yell at me. You stand on my body, I think it would be a... easy, easy way to do that. I'm sure. Yeah, I'm sure. It would try, try, to, nice. try to speak first. Yeah, huh? ask the first question. You know what? <laughs> ask the, yeah, ask the first question. <laughs> yeah, he's like Thomas first. <laughs> And then you could stump him by saying that you identify as a female. <laughs> <laughs> oh my! With my with my salt and pepper goatee and my seven o'clock shadow that I always have. Yeah, it's, uh, <laughs> that that would be funny. No, that's gonna be in Las Vegas next week. So my wife and I are going up to going up to Vegas for a few days, uh, and so that should be uh, that should be a lot of fun. And if I'm not mistaken, I think. Uh, Cruz Azul has a new coach, and they're still deciding as to whether or not Pelaez has really gone. What has I thought? I thought Pelaez had officially left Cruz Azul, and now they're saying that uh, that he might come back. And no, no, it wasn't official because he did not he did not sign off the the I quit. Uh, you know, so he like, he got a divorce, he, but he hasn't signed the divorce papers. Exactly, he didn't. You know. He didn't sign the forms, yeah. so that's that's what's going on uh, with with Cruz Azul and and so yeah, there, there is some speculation that he still wants that he's willing to stay, uh, but it's up to Billy Billy Alvarez who is the president, and then we have Alfredo Alvarez. Who's is, the is it up to is it up to Billy vice president? Of, yeah, and then they have some other clown who it's apparently... Victor Garces who is. I don't know how he. Apparently, like, his word doesn't count because he's not part of the uh, the whatever no. it is the uh, what were what, what their their the grupo. They're uh, the he's not a cooperativa. It's right. uh, the yeah the cooperativa. So so basically uh, the co-op. Uh, yeah, he um well he has a lawsuit against Billy, and and the lawsuit is like show me the money. Like right. they want to see. They want to see how much they spent on players like over the last ten or twenty years. Well, well let me ask because... you a question, Juan, and a very, very important question here. Now, if you were if you were Cruz Azul and you want Mr. Pelaez to come back, and you, and you can send a nego- you can't send any of those. You have to send the negotiator back. Who do you think would be a better negotiator for Cruz Azul? Would it would it be would it be Lady Cemento? No, or would it be Lady Máquina? 
So who would you send? Who would you send Joel to, to negotiate with, with Belayas? The, uh, the first one is very passionate. Lady Cemento. No, like, like some... Okay. There you go. I, yeah. I like that passion. But yeah, well, see, it's and it's uh, the whole thing with um with like Victor Garces. I mean, I mean, those guys still have like stock in the team. Sure. And and the whole the whole thing was that um so Pelias had undermined it, the usual suspects that they have uh, when when it came time to buying players, uh, you know, because Cruz Azul is linked to these promoters and player agents. And so, and and I think the coach would play, a new coach would play a big, a big, you know, role on that, on who comes in, you know. Right. Especially if they, they couldn't have a say on what players to bring next. And uh, I, I think that was, that was the whole thing for Garces to come in and, and just block that whole uh, Turco, because then that would, that would continue the stronghold that that um, Pelias has had. Well, I mean, yeah, heaven, it was heaven given. Forbid, you could say that forbid, was given. Heaven forbid having your GM make the decisions for the team. I mean, no, yeah, but but see, this is the whole thing, and we we talked about this. It was probably last year about just the um because it's a big business, the whole transfer thing. Well, sure. Uh, just the way they do it, like, and and you don't even see. This is the crazy part. You don't even have to sell the player. <laughs> I don't know how that's done, but so so you could look at the list of like foreigners that come into Liga MX, and and then um and then like by the halfway mark, or even by the end of the season, there's a big chunk of them that never even played. You know. Sure. And it's like, so why did they even bring them? Or how do they keep making this mistake? But it, it's no mistake. It's a big business. Uh, I guess it's a way of moving money. And, I'm not sure because we're not, not involved in that. The, but let's not forget that the biggest mover in that business is, uh, at least in Mexico, is, uh, is uh, Carlos Hurtado, and he has had his, uh, you know, his grappling hooks on Cruz Azul for a long time. And don't think for a second that Pelaez making moves and, and and not taking his guys wasn't. Uh, wasn't having an effect on on Hurtado, and then I'm sure the conversations that he was having with uh, some of the other folks that you mentioned. So let's yeah, that, that, that is an area that, that I think that that. But, uh, but, go ahead. Yeah, no, you know, I I think uh, I think Sivoldi's a really good coach. Uh, I just think uh, Pelayo should have at least waited till the end of the season. Uh, but I, I think Sivoldi. You know, I think he's 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 very good offensive minded. We saw what he did to Santos' attack. He took over Chepo's team, and he was able almost overnight, you know, to get to get these strikers that kept, you know, they were just almost there with the scoring. So all of a sudden, uh, he did the necessary tweak, and and all of a sudden, all these guys are just starting to score. And he does have one of those players at Cruz Azul, which is the Uruguayan Rodriguez. Right. Yeah. And so I think he could, I do think he's going to be able to do that. And, and I did, did, uh, Chiquis remembers we did a, our season preview and I did have, uh, Frust Azul 
Yes, favorite. Well, let's uh, let's let's be honest uh, with everybody. Well, we we pick Cruz Azul, you and I at least have for like the past three years. <laughs> yeah, they've been... to, uh, to, now, now, well, they did to... get close. Uh, John, they did make the final. They did. They, they did, did make the final, and it was pretty close. Uh, uh, but but yeah, they did make the final, and and then there was that big falling off between Caixinha and and Pelias, which which you know that's the thing about Pelias. He he he's not rash. He wasn't quick to fire him. Uh, you know, he let him. He still let him do his thing. Right. Which is the funny thing about my chi hermanos. You know, some of them have called for Pelias. And it's like you guys do realize if he if we were to arrive, you know, in Verde Valle, wherever Chivas offices are now, uh, his first order wouldn't be to fire boy. He would most likely let him finish the season. <laughs> exactly. Now we did lose uh, we did lose Chiki's uh, uh, again. He has he has stepped off. He said that he. Uh, he said, "Gotta go, guys. Have fun." So we will not have Chiki oh, with us Chiki. for the. Uh, he has to do the dishes. Uh, uh, yeah, he has to do, uh, you know, whatever, whatever the case may be. So. Uh, so I remember Joel. We had a conversation uh, about Belias about a year, year and a half ago, and we were, and, and we brought up Carlos Hurtado, and, and and we thought that at the time, because Belias was bringing in. You know, with just the same thing what he did at America, he brought in proven Liga Mekis talent to to build his you know to build his team up. And we're thinking, man, did, 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 is 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 Carlos Hurtado okay with this? Is is this something that uh, you know is, is Pelaez winning the battle with him? Well, it turns out that 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 Carlos Hurtado let Pelaez win the battle, but Hurtado ultimately ended up winning the war with because. Uh, you know, with 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 Belay's exit, and I think that that's had a had a big big uh, piece as far as one of the reasons why was I'm sure that uh, that the influence that Mr. Urdala had over the team was uh, overstepping the uh, the boundaries. I'm sure of what got, of what Mr. Pelias wanted. You know, being the GM and all that. Uh, you know, I'm sure he didn't like the fact that some outsider who's not, has no business with the team other than just providing players was telling him who who he, who he could and couldn't take. So I'm sure that that had a lot to do with uh, one of the reasons why Mr. Belias finally yeah. uh, said goodbye, and uh, we'll be signing with uh, with with Pumas uh, at the beginning of next season. You think Belias is going to go to Pumas? They they could, you know. It, it, there is talk that he has offers that there are at least three teams interested in his services. Well, who wouldn't uh, be interested? Yeah, he he does he does make his teams contenders, yeah, and, and and what Cruz Azul has done in the time he's been there, uh, pretty similar to how America was. They're always fighting for the for a campeonato. Right now, Joel, no matter what it is, they're they're always there fighting. Yeah, at least one of the campeonatos. Yeah, and and they are. They did make it. Uh, are they going to play the final? I believe of the the League Cup of the league. They're playing. Yeah, yeah they're, they're playing the Tucas Tigres uh, next week in Las Vegas. I will. We, the Cantina Mekis will be there. Okay. Yeah. See. We'll get some and, coverage. Uh, yeah, that's a big game, and and just, uh, you know that that could be a good a good cup to win. Uh, but but it it is a bit surprising to me. I, I would think that if Cruz Azul had the chance 
to bring them back that they would jump on it really quick. Sure. Just because of the fallout with the fans. Right. Because uh, I mean, it's been big. It's been big. You see a lot of fans just quitting the team. Uh, one of the most famous. <laughs> yeah, one of the famous guys being the Morales guy from ESPN, uh, who did it. What was it last year? Uh, I believe. Did he, did he, he quit did the team? Last year. Did he quit the team? Yeah, he became an America fan, oh. and uh, he just. He just started trolling everyone, and it's been great for his his for his persona. It was a brilliant move, I must admit. But yeah, he he, he renounced he renounced Cruz Azul, and he became an America fan. And he, he always points in the face like, "Oh yeah, since quitting, uh, I've been able to celebrate all these things." <laughs> but even like we had that other guy, um, also yes, Pin Sergio Deep. Sergio Deep, the most right. known for the, they're having the time of his life. Right. Uh, <laughs> he even he was saying like, if Belias leaves, I'm leaving. Uh, but but you know it it just goes to show like, it's gotten to that, to that point where you have, you have like, commentators, TV personalities, quitting the team. I mean that's that's pretty bad press, and and yeah, a lot of fans on social media are like. That's it, man. I'm done with this team. I, I you know, because because the Garces move was just, it, it was just, it, it made them look really bad. Now uh, let me ask you, Joel. Uh, you said that there were a couple of teams that were interested in, in possibly uh, uh, bringing Mr. Pelaez on as their as their GM. Would uh, would one of those teams, Joel, be? <laughs> One could only hope. Uh, I would take him in a heartbeat. But I don't know because uh, a part of me feels that that Higuera is still, he's still involved. Well, he was just named CEO of some other company today. today. So I don't know how involved he, he could be. But but there was, there was, I mean, but he was, he was doing the same thing while he was CEO of OmniLife. You know? So you're saying that, that oh. right now Jose Luis Higuera is like is like Robert the Bruce's dad in Braveheart. He's sick and dying, and he's stuck in the in the tower, but he's still <laughs> he's still pulling <laughs> all the strings. <laughs> oh man, I got a coughing bounce. Good yeah, Lord. no, he he has. Uh, what did that guy have? Uh, it wasn't the play. What was it? Uh, oh, I don't know. It was something nasty. Similar, yeah. I, could, I mean, Syphilis. it's a possibility. It, it's a possibility because a lot of these uh, presidents or these higher ups, they, they're tied to companies. You know, sure. they're not just it, being the the president or whatever of the club. That's like their that's like their side gig. Uh, uh, it's like their hobby. But yeah, I, I well, because you know, there's that one rumor that he he invested money in the club. I mean, hmm. so there's truth to that. I could see him being tied at least hmm. until finances are cleared or whatever. So, uh, but I mean, but, but I mean, the fact that Chivas hasn't moved to replace him is one thing I talked about when I was a guest with the um, Chivas of the that's North. That's right. Podcast. You were stepping out on us. I, 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 you know, we we don't. Oh, I was. We don't I forget. Was, uh, we don't forget. Hoy. We don't forget. I was a guest. I was a guest for their. Oh, okay. 
for the uh, you know first podcast yeah. of the season. Did uh, uh, but that was one of the one of the one of the themes we talked about and and uh, because yeah. because Pizarro in an interview said uh, you know I I think that's just that's just for show. You know, it, it, they could just they could have just announced it just just to appease the fans. Who who treats so, you better? Does this podcast treat you better, or does the or do the Chivas and the Norte treat you better? I don't know right now, man. This this podcast sometimes who they, come they on leave me hanging. Who you know, they, who <laughs> tell who, me one day does 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 let me let me ask you this? Does the <laughs> Chivas and Norte podcast have patileche y galletas para todos? Oh no, they okay. don't. Right. They don't have that. All right. But but they are having uh they are having a, a watch a party. viewing party. They are in New York. There was there was um you know the the main Chivas account even like is promoting. Chivas so, still, uh, no, no, hang on, know, it, it was Chivas TV. Let's let let's come on. Let's 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 not <laughs> no, I, let's not get ahead of ourselves. You know, it, it's it's, still, it's a wonder it's, they could even send the tweet. It's still the the main account, but yeah. So props to them, and I believe our good friend Rigo helped put that together. He did, um, he did, and we're we're happy, we're happy for them, and hopefully they'll have a lot of folks show up to watch the the Clásico Tapatío. Now there's two Clásicos uh, this week. There's the Clásico Tapatío, and there's the Clásico Chilango. Clásico Chilango. Yeah. So that was the one thing I said. Well, we're going to know if just how legit this is as soon as uh, there's a replacement for this guy, and it just hasn't happened. Uh, no one has stepped in to take over Higuera's role, and we have a Maori who's still very green, you know. Uh, and it's basically all he has right now at the club would be uh, Varela, who, who, you know, even even Varela doesn't have that much experience as GM. He had been with the club before; it didn't last long. And then he was at a company where he, you know, where, where they represent players. And they haven't even brought in the Bombero yet, have they? Kevin brought in who? The Chivas Bombero that always comes in to clean things up. Uh, who would that be? Your, oh, what's are his you name? talking about Wero? Yes. You know, he's he's been with uh he's with Toluca, right? He's been with Toluca and, and coaching the youth. Well, that's this it. is his third year, he's gonna go in his fourth. That's shocking. So that's shocking. We should see that? how No, we'll, we'll see the results pretty he's soon, come, man. He's come uh, crawling back. Uh Leo Binhacker said when working at, with the youth squads, you know, at like the four-year mark is when you begin to see results. So uh, pretty soon we might start, you know, seeing the fruits of his labor and we see some some good players because he would have gotten players when they were 15, you know. Right. 15, 17. So now they're, they're, they're in their late, you know, so, so in 19, the... 20. In the in the eight weeks, Joel, that, that that we've had that we've had a season, Chivas has yet to have a linear TV, a linear contract, linear media contract yes. here in the U.S., and they don't have a GM, and and somehow you think that Mister uh, that Mister Igueta is uh, is sending carrier pigeons with instructions to the to the Chivas <laughs> front office. He sends ravens. They uh, they do the thing where they'll, he's they'll in write... crows. I mean. They... They'll, huh? they'll share an email address and then write right in the draft, and then the other person logs in and reads the draft of the email so that so they you know they can't have a record of anybody. Yeah, yeah because you you know there was talk 
when um when he first left when when Higuera was first sacked that uh, the the Monterrey guy was gonna you know that he was candidate and that's uh, Jorge Urdiales who had been uh who had been with the Rayados in their in their golden era right you know under uh under the um King Midas and and it would you know what if you want to get King Midas that's a good way of bringing him in if he he gets to work with Urdiales because he would not work with the Vergaras but he would work with the with the with the Urdiales guy but can you really trust any any family whose last name has the word bad guy in it <laughs> depends depends for what but but no, you're right you're right but but they have done you know they they uh they haven't been kind to to the King Midas and that's a big reason he turned down Chivas uh, a while back. He just did not want to work with the with the institution. But but this is this is one way of changing things when you have a a GM that you know players and coaches will trust. Just because the the Vergara's just and 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 this is this is also a big reason why you want to hold on to a boy. Because sacking them, it's sort of like, yeah, we messed up, but but we're gonna put all the blame on you, right? You know, we, you know, it was the front office that scheduled convoluted preseason. It is the front office that brought in the players, well, they didn't even have money for players. You know, they scrunched they up whatever contract. they could find. Yeah, and so they did all this, and then it's like, boy. It, you know, just kind of made it difficult for boy. And I know the fans get a bit too caught up on, oh, you're not playing Alexis Vega, or why is this guy playing here? <laughs> and, I, you know, for, for me, I don't think those those things matter as much as, like, in the big picture. And uh, so he's, he's like, pub, public enemy number one. That's been my big fight recently with Chi Armanos. It's like, nah, man, you you could get you could get rid of that guy, but if the guys on top keep making the same decisions, it's not gonna matter who you bring. Right. You know, it's just someone else to blame. Uh so which, yeah. Yeah, which is pretty much how about ninety percent well not ninety percent, about sixty percent yeah, of the Liga and Mackey's teams operate. I'm gonna bring in a guy, he's gonna make I'm not gonna give him enough time, I'm gonna fire him and then blame him for my bad, my bad decisions of, of of managing him. Yeah, no, it's uh... yeah, and then you limit because like a, a good coach with a good track record, he's not gonna want to come into that. <clears throat> he's not gonna want to come into that type of environment. The only coaches that you're gonna get are the ones that are, you know, don't have any jobs right now that are still trying to like make their mark, like a Palencia or. or Probably a Rafa Puente. Nothing right. against them, but given to you a situation, sometimes you want uh, someone with a bit more experience, you know. If I'm not mistaken, Joel, I believe you won a Rafa Puente for the national team. Excuse me? I said, if I'm not mistaken, I think, didn't you want Rafa Puente for the, for the national team? I wanted him as assistant. Oh, as an assistant. 
and then that he would eventually take, it take over. over. Right. Yeah, that was um. We were going through scenarios of what to do before uh, Tata was hired. Which uh, has has it worked out quite well for uh, for Mexico so far, despite of what happened in in, uh, in San Antonio. So Chivas uh, playing Atlas, not going to be on TV. It's, it, it, it's it's their second biggest game of the year, and in Guadalajara, the biggest game of the year. And uh, kind of a kind of a weird scheduling quirk that they have both that game and then of course the uh, the, the Atlas. I'm sorry, the Pumas. America game, Joel, uh, on the... Uh, yes. Uh, I want to say that. Let's see if they're going to be... Yeah, they're going to be on back-to-back. So, so the, the antesala, you know, the, the undercard is Guadalajara Atlas. And then the main event at 9 o'clock is America Pumas. Yeah, doble clásico. Big, big week. Big week. And uh, your Pumas are back in the fight, John. They had what's up for two... To defeat. Yeah, we've we either, we're looking gloom. We either win or lose. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, yeah, so they got uh, they have four wins and three I think four wins and three losses. It's quite and, quite the roller coaster ride. You know, they're I'm I'm, I'm actually okay with how I just uh, with, with how they're playing. Uh, they uh, I would like to see them put up a little bit more of a fight on the losses. That that that, that to me is a sign of a good team. In fact, the last time in 2015, I remember. They played uh, Toluca, I think it was. They lost 2-1, but, I mean, they could have easily tied it at, you know, plenty of chances and played well. You're like, wow, this team actually might go somewhere. But, you know, some of the losses they've had here, they just haven't shown up at all. And you're like, boy, this is just... So I'm still a little on the fence with them. Although, you know, like I said, I think if Pumas can make it to the Liga, then I think that's a... Then that has been a good season for them. So Yeah, uh, Michel has surprised me. He's doing way better than I thought he would. Well, I mean, Joel, he does have a World Cup hat trick, you know, to his credit. So, you know, you... true, true. You can't just discount that. Exactly. So, no, it's uh, he's he, he has been a surprise, and uh, uh, he's just been a he's been a, a, a fairly competent coach, and that's something that, that that Pumas just hasn't had in a while. I mean, really, since uh, uh, Memo Vasquez left, you know, after taking him to the championship again, they got rid of. It's like, why would you want to get rid of him after he did that? Because that Paco, no. nothing against Paco Palencia, but he just doesn't, he's not experienced. And then David Patino was, uh, uh, you know, was was a good stopgap, but he just obviously wasn't, uh, you know, the guy to move on. You know, and, and Michel has, has, you know, he hasn't been, like, incredibly successful, but he hasn't, like, been a complete flop either. You know, he's been a, a fairly decent coach, and he's had up, ups and downs, but he's uh, he has done well, and he's yeah. got the team playing well. Especially with the club not not really bringing in players, there was like, you know, usually you get some refuerzos, you get to bring two or three guys that are gonna help with, with whatever you have in mind for the club, and that just didn't happen. Exactly. So Pumas uh, is in. Uh, they have. I think they're like in ninth place right now with. Uh... Yeah, they're ninth place with 12 points. Uh, actually tied with Leon and Monterrey with, with 12, but, you know, uh, down on goal differential. The the white uh, the white roosters, or the, the big the big white cocks, Joel, Querétaro, are in, in first place with uh, 17 points. Yeah, they are. 
with uh, Mr. They are. They're having a great season, and that's King Midas is doing. And that's another team with, you know, no really big names attached. No. And uh, they do have that youngster who's beginning to to play well again, Marcel Ruiz. Yes, he's a... He is uh, uh, quite good, and he, he kind of fell off a little bit, but he but but he is definitely back. So uh, glad to see that, and he's got. Uh, they're actually off court. They, they don't. They, they're not. Uh, they're not playing. They have a bye. The, they have the the bye week this week. Their next game is not until next week, where they play. Uh, they have to play uh, America de Azteca. So they've had. They're going to have two weeks off uh, to play. Uh, to play America, so we'll see how that uh, how that plays out for them. For in second place is Santos, who's been hovering. Uh, if you've seen the graph that, uh, that that Beto puts up on the Twitter, you see that Santos has been kind of steady uh, among the top three as well as America. So it's 17, 16, 15. Negaxaho, another surprise, up with a 14. Uh, Tigres at 13. Atlas. Now Atlas is at 13. They're in sixth place. Joel, if they lose. The, if they lose in a humiliating fashion, the Clásico Tapatio, it'll it'll be the it'll be the the dart that pops the the Atlas bubble and ends the season. Yeah, I, I like the way the league's shaping up. Uh, it's going to be quite the fight for that seventh and eighth. I think it's going to be it's going to end up being quite the rumble. Yeah. And uh, like I said, we have Leon, Monterrey, Pumas, and then Atletico San Luis, who's de- making a, a, a coaching debut. Uh, funny how the 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 San Luis's coach quits after 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 a win, right? Abruptly quits. A few days later, wait. Matosas announces that he's that he's resigning from Costa. Wait, Rica. no, he didn't quit, John. Oh, did they fire him? No, no, the Poncho Sosa. Yeah. No, he was sacked. So they fired him after the win. Oh, wait. What? They fired the guy before Mat... Who replaced Poncho Sosta? Yeah, Matosas. Wait, Matosas quit already? Yeah, he 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 he, he, he left uh, Costa Rica. He resigned because he said he was too bored. No, okay, you're confusing me because... Uh... Yeah, so, so, no, uh, no. so the, 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 the uh, San Luis coach... Fired and they, they, they fired him after after yes. a win. They, so that happens. Matosas then announces, "Hey, you know what? I'm bored of Costa Rica. I'm going to resign. I'm going to resign." Okay, I, I miss. I miss. Yeah, and then two days later, he's he's oh, named thought, as the uh, San Luis coach. Yes, I thought you said Poncho Sosa quit, and I was like, uh, I don't know. They pretty much kicked him out the back door. Yeah, he was it's pretty he, controversial. Well, yeah, they quit after a win. They're, they got 11 points. I mean, you know, compare that to the team they're fighting but, for the right relegation with. Veracruz, they but they point. did they did make uh they made some allegations that he had said some not so nice words about the player. Oh whatever. Might have used the P word, something like that. Or J word, one of those in Espanol. Uh but I, I think and it goes back to sort of Cruz Azul thing where there was a few players that he had benched. They were tied to some uh, saucy promoters. You just can't have that. He's not the Vasala. He's a very naughty boy. Yes. Yeah, so, uh, 
So it, it is shaping up to be a very interesting. Uh, no, I think I think Pumas has to go to the freaking Azteca. That's right, they won there the last time, so yeah, they'll they'll go to the Azteca. No problem. They'll uh, they'll take care of business there, and that'll be. Now, yeah, so so two classes. It's, it's it's a great night, Jole, and I think you're right. I think the, the season is definitely uh, shaping up. You know, this is a big. This is a you know as much as we want to talk Chivas on the show, this is a huge game for Atlas because, uh, like I said, I mean the the, the 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 this game can send Atlas in 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 two opposite directions because if they win, they're going to be as high as they've been in a while, and then they go, well, we, we can you know make. When was the last time Atlas was even in a semifinal in the league? It, it, it's been so long. I can't remember. It would be a huge turning point. Yeah. They did have, and, and it's like a slow buildup because they had that big tie against Tigres that was, right. you know, it was almost a win. They were they were almost there. Uh, you know, Tigres tied it like in the last minutes. You know, and you then know, they they opened the can of whoop ass on America. They what did. was it? 4-0? 3-0? 4-0? pretty brutal. Um, yeah, they, they, they so, beat them pretty good. So those are two big teams, both stronger than Chivas, and and it's like uh, the only thing making that one the Chivas match because it's the Clasico and it's the big rivalry. So for them, yeah, that would be like like a big boost in confidence and and a big turning point, and I would just put them in that fight. Uh, I mean, they're already in it, but I mean, I think it would it would cement it. Hmm. Yeah. So this is, uh, you know, the, the, there's just it's it, it's a classicos on, on both. You know, the, the the big one, the Mexico City one, is uh, <laughs> is has has some implications because I mean the same thing. You know, Pumas has a big opportunity there. It can kind of, you know, set them on a path. Uh, I don't think it would be, be as devastating to them if they lost. I actually find. This is just my personal opinion, but I've, I've always thought that the Tigres game with Pumas is more of a Clásico than the América one. The, the Clásico... The Clásico Felino? The, the Clásico Universitario. Because no, it's... They're it, both like cats. It'll be like well, Clásico. Sure, but, but I mean... <laughs> yeah, no, they're I, both universities too. Yeah, but I mean, and also when I was a kid, they were the two best teams. So there was, it was it was a big game. So uh, in my, in, 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 it, it's my... In my, and, 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 you know, for me, the 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 the, the Tigres game is always bigger against uh, against Pumas. The other one's more of a derby, if that makes sense. I mean, it's a big game. Don't get me wrong, but it's not as. I think the other one's just it's just it's just a bigger classic in my in my personal opinion. Well, and you know, the other thing for Chivas is Chivas has two defeats in a row, so I think, uh, you know, a third one, and it would. To the delight of my chi hermanos, could very well, <laughs> it could very well be a, you know, boys' last stand. Uh, well, see, that's why I want him to win because I think that the the, the the folks are just trashing him for for just to do it. Yeah, it's become the thing about. Yeah, they they've taken what what. Good, he's done, which kind of happened with Cardoso as well, who managed to, if you look at Cardoso's two tournaments, they were better than Matias' last tournament. Right. League. We're talking about league tournament. Yeah, but you know, Matias but, brought, you know, brought the comet down and you know, everyone just, uh, you know, I've, yeah, I've, he seen, did. I've he, seen the memes of, or the memes rather, of the, 
of you know the people looking longingly into the picture of them. And of you know what? So. You know, you know what, John? I do think this whole social media has changed has changed a lot. Like the way we look at the game or coaches, where some of it is just like it's like a meme. You know, it's just like it becomes like the fun thing to do or say now, instead of like just analyzing what's going on right it's sort of like you're gonna post a gif or a picture or whatever is the the latest meme and attach it to what's happening and and most often than not it's exaggerated well that's that's the part that i don't really understand about the whole meme and gif thing like if you watch if you see any particularly when someone who's a little you know more, more famous posts something and then the responses are always just pictures and it's like pictures of just some, you know, just some random chick shrugging her shoulders or whatever it is. You know, so to me, it's like, you know, if, if you're going to do that, at least, at least find something a little more iconic than some, you know, some schlep on a sitcom that lasted a season. You know what I mean? No, no, I agree. <laughs> no, I agree. And, um, yeah, there, there's been some some improvements for the team, but... I guess it's it's just not what what the fans expect, and I do think a lot of times the fans exaggerate a bit more, or they overestimate the team. Well, they're definitely Chivas uh, fans definitely do that. There's no question, but I, but I will say that you know that there's no reason why Chivas shouldn't be doing a little better, because they do have uh, a pretty decent amount of talent on that team, and uh, you know right now they're in 15th place on eight points, uh, but only four points out of a uh, uh, out of the the Liga fight. So Chivas wins. Uh, they've lost two in a row. If they win two in a row, they're right back in the, in, in, into the middle of things. And and again, you know, you know, as much as we want to talk about how a, a win for for Atlas would 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 send them in a certain direction. If Chivas wins this game, now I know that they're used to winning this game, and I know that it's uh, you know you know most Chivas fans could could they channel are. their their inner uh, Tubo Gomez and sit down and read the paper while they're watching because they know what's going to happen. Yes, but we have to wonder what Group Orlegi is doing because they they work they definitely work in their magic, John. Yeah, they uh, they they have, uh, have 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 spun something intriguing over in uh, in, uh, in in Atlas with the Academicos, and hopefully they'll get back to uh, like you said in four years' time if if they're still there, Hoy, Because remember, I mean, they could be you know be fired next month if. Atlas, because they don't own the team; they're managing the team. Let's not let's not forget that. Yeah, they don't own the team; they could, they're just managing the team. They could split the way Sony and Marvel split with Spider-Man. That's right. That's right. <laughs> you know, because because as, <laughs> as, as, as as it stands right now, as it stands right now, you know that they he's he, he's out, but he but you know he he could be back. If you know they does they always hedge. He could be back. In other words, if you pay us you know another hundred million dollars, we'll be okay with it. So we'll see. Uh, we'll, we'll see how that plays out. So we have we we talked Chivas. Do we we don't have to talk any any America tonight, right? Joel? We don't have to waste our time with that. Any any what? Any 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 America? There's. I'm no. sorry, cut off. We don't have to talk any 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 Club America tonight. We don't have to worry about talking Club America. Oh, what's well. well we... Kind of have to. Man. No, we don't. no, we don't. Come on. Hey. Here, 
let me let me uh, let me just do this. America. All right, we're done. No, I mean they've they've been going through their, you know, they suffered quite a few losses. I mean players players that left the club, and then their string of injuries, and uh, they're slowly trying to get back on track. Uh, I think Gio, we're still expecting to see more from Gio. He hasn't played as much. Well, he's so been I injured. Think that's, yeah, so, I mean, let's see what happens there. I mean, I, for one, want him to do well cause just because I, I followed his career since he was pretty much 15 years old. Pervert. Uh, I, I remember. <laughs> oh, there was an article that came out in the, um, is it Dallas Chronicle? What did it say? Um, the Dallas Morning News. No, no, it's something Chronicle from the Houston Chron- from Texas. Houston Chronicle. They, I think, they were one of the first, if not the first, to report on Gio being joining Barcelona. I was like, if you were to look back at and like, you know, just dig in right. to find like the oldest. Because, I mean, he was 15, and his family was living between Monterrey and and uh, and I think it's Houston. Right. When he left, and so I don't know how, but they, they sort of broke the news, you could say. And, uh, and, man, we're going way back when, which was like, what, 2005? Yeah, because he, uh, he was in the U-17, and it was he and Vela were both 15 no. in the U-17. No, no, but this was before, before he was with the under, with the youth. Well, I'm telling you that that was, he was 15 at the U17. Oh, that's right. That's right. So, man. <coughs> so, 2000, around 2003, maybe 2002. Yeah, it was, goddamn, that's a long time. You were an old man. But, you were an old man. Well, you know what, uh, John, I was talking just about that because, uh, <clears throat> I can see my age now because. Yeah. Well, yeah, you're coughing, not, wheezing. Are, are you gonna are you gonna be able to get through the podcast? <laughs> I will. I will. I just need to take my meds. No, uh, we've seen uh, Abreu, Abreu's son. Abreu's son was with one of the Mexican youth teams. Right. I think under seventeen, and that's like we've seen player sons before. Of course, we said like Gio and 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 um, Tadavinos. And a few other sage, but like for me, I I never saw their parents play. Even like Neri Castillo, I don't remember seeing this you know, dad uh, playing in, uh, in Chaco, San Luis. Uh, Chaco's kid is with Cruz Azul, and he actually sat next to me at the in, in, as well in the press box. And he was okay. he was I mean he was man he was making notes. He was being very tedious, and he was making very about <laughs> what no. Well, I mean he was preparing for for his uh, for his show. I didn't want to, yeah. it, but I was thinking, man. If there, I, I said to myself, if there's anybody in this building right now that is that is going through like the emotions of of this game, that, that understands what uh, Tata is going through, it's Chaco. Yeah. <laughs> and so I wanted, yeah, to Chaco. Ask, I wanted to ask him that, but I mean, I saw the way he was working as a man. I'm just going to leave him alone because he is. He you didn't is, get to ask him. Well, no, I mean, I, I wanted to, I wanted to ask Chaco, but I, I didn't want to, I didn't want to bug him because it looked like he was in the zone. Uh, so, because I know yeah, he was getting ready for, for, for his TV, for his TV. She's on uh, Fox Deportes now. But, yeah, and, and but cheaper like like Cabreo and Chaco, I, I got to see them playing. Sure. Pretty much since they arrived to Liga MX. 
Right. So like to be seeing their sons now, I was like, well, goddamn. <laughs> like, I've been here quite, you know, just, yeah. Yeah, I've been here quite a while, man. Um, you are, uh, yeah, you're, yeah, you're, so you're, you're, you're a... getting old, though, because, I mean, you know, we have conversations on podcasts and then we forget, we forget datos that you know, we otherwise used to be able to rattle off like it was nothing. True. Yeah. Yeah. It's and and for us, it's. I mean, let's face it. I mean, it's it, it sucks. It sucks getting old. So I'm going to play this for the both of us, Joel, our little our little pity party. So, you know, and uh, and thank you to uh, <laughs> to TUDN. You, um, it was Mexico, I think, that that used this when they uh, showed some highlights of uh, of Argentina beating Mexico on the. Uh, <laughs> on yeah, the they Twitter. probably listened to the podcast, Yon. Yeah. So we do appreciate like, uh, them for that. You know, I always feel like that was a message to us, saying we know, yeah, and we listen, and we appreciate it. <laughs> so I do, uh, I do appreciate that. Joel, is there uh, any uh, any other items you want to discuss before we wrap it up here tonight? Do you want to get into the whole uh, farandula crap, or do you want to, or can we can we pass? Oh, the well, that's the last thing with what happened with. Um... With the seleccionados being caught up, not I don't think there's much to say. It's been covered ad nauseum. Uh, I, I, you know, it's just honestly, it's just it's just so funny to me that people are have their 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 panties in wad because a team while they were playing practice games on their day off went and had a good time. Yeah, I, mean, I, I how do. How the do hell think... does that make somebody mad? No. No, I mean, I, I, yeah, I don't, I don't get that part. But I do think as far as players, and I do think like now with social media being what it is uh, and just how quick something could spread and and um, how easy it is to, to get, uh, you know, to, to get, um, I, I'm losing the word here. You know, sort of like the trophies, how someone to get took video. To get exposed, correct. There, there, that's the word. Yeah, I am old, John. I'm forgetting. I'm even forgetting vocabulary. You're yeah, it's, it's you're, very. You're making me have to realize I have to have like like get a whole bunch of new drops for you for you. <laughs> yeah, I'm like Grandpa Simpson. I'm gonna start snoring at mid sentence. That's right. Uh, <laughs> no, it's way easier now. To, French toast, please. To... <laughs> so easy to get exposed now. I mean, we saw it with trophies. You know, there's that pool party, and someone, someone posted a video of it, and and so that's it's kind of the same now. With, with you have all these different, different tools like Instagram and Twitter right. and and what and Snapchat, yeah, and all that, and 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 it's easy to manipulate stuff as well. Where you could have just gone up to the players, and it could look like you were hanging out with them. Right. So I, I do feel players need to be more. Just more protective and more cautious about that. Yeah, I do too. And you know, one thing that that always that I always have to remind folks, not necessarily that I have to remind you, is that let's not pretend that that Mexico is the, the only team who has players in the world that act like this in any you know in, in in any sport. So let's not make a, a more of a big deal than other than the fact that it's just a couple of guys letting loose, and that's it. Yeah, yeah, no, but uh, it's changed, man. And if they're not careful, um... well, you know, it's so fun. Uh, go ahead. 
Yeah, I mean, just just that whole thing has changed now, and and people are looking for their ten minutes of fame, uh, anything that could get them a big following, and and that's that's the whole thing now that you have to be very careful about. Yeah. Boy, I forgot what I was going to see. Now, now I'm doing. Oh, I forgot what I was doing. I had it right <laughs> at the tip of my tongue. Um, yeah, yeah, but I mean, we we keep seeing it more and more often, so it's becoming more and more prevalent. I think I think just because, I mean, just just thinking that as a career, you know, you, ultimately you don't want to be, you don't want to have all that bad association stuff. Uh, yeah, but, but that but you. that's but that's my point. Is that why is why is this considered? Why why is you know, going out considered bad. That that's what I don't understand. What is the big deal? Well, I don't think I don't think the whole going out was what's considered bad. Uh, it's the whole you have Cheech and Layun that are married, and and the whole angle is that they took their lovers to the game. So that's that's like yeah, their personal stuff is being exposed. You know. Yeah, but how? And, but, uh, but uh, uh, okay, solo, solo, so. Uh, you know, how does that person, you know what I'm saying? I mean, the, 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 that to me is the, is the stuff that's being manipulated. Yeah. Well, I mean, and not just that. Not like it's like, and what, what just made it bigger is like, okay, so it's not that they're cheating. Is that they, that that they took the girls to the same hotel where the team was staying at. So it, it becomes but, the but whole see, thing. No, no, about... no, 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 listen to your word. You're saying they took the girls as if they're the ones that flew them down. Well, yeah. Well, see, I don't, I don't know. I don't know if that's true. I'm just saying what the, what the, what the whole scandal is is. How well, it's see, here's being here, here here's, here's the only thing I'm going to say about this. I, okay, so they, they can present, it's, it's 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 someone's point of view. Here's here's my interpretation. Right. So these these are two girls who are quote unquote influencers which means that they get their you know their their job is to get people to look at them right so so they take all these pictures of them hey look we're in San Antonio but did you know if these two people were with Chicharito where are the pictures with them with with Chicharito you know they said that hey we're staying at the same hotel you know I can find out what hotel the team is staying at so they can just be at the same hotel so they might yeah. they might create this perception that they're with these folks when they're not. But hey, you know everyone now believes that they are. Yeah. And so now they're going to get no, that's, followers. That's true. Yeah, exactly. Because the, the, they, if, if, if if they were going to be and, and why on earth? What you know? What I'm saying. So it's just. And and besides no, but, beside but, all that, it's it's personal and who gives a shit. It is, but they also had the the whole thing about they were following. They started follow like Layun and, and Chicharro started following those exact girls like in in social media, like they, they were liking their pictures and whatnot. But but that's that's like the main angle though, of, right? Because we've seen it. Before but you don't with know if those selection. pictures are real or not. No, you don't. But but it's like a recurring theme with but the selection, partying, like you. It's like, a regular you know one. It's a recurring theme with every professional sports team on the planet. Let's be honest. No, yeah, it is, it is, but I mean, it's still gonna cause, you know, like if I'm a seleccionado, and you have a choice to make, and you know that something like that, as innocent as it could be, 
it's just going to cause controversy. So you do ultimately have a choice. Am I going to be part of it or not? And and that's that's what I think. It, and I mean, you're you're part of the you know you're with the selección, so you're 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 going to be in the limelight, and and people pay a lot of money, you know, for games and to travel and to do all that. So I, I think that's that's also why they it becomes even a bigger deal. And those guys are also get they get paid. Right. So 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 just these. just just so I'm clear, just so I'm clear. Yeah. So uh, on their on their time off, and then the federation, and then and then them being back to doing, you know, they, 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 everybody came back on time, and everyone, every, everything was perfectly fine. Federation had, you know, on TV, federation had absolutely no problem with with anybody's behavior. It was you know, it's done, it's over. It's Aren't, aren't players entitled to to, 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 to to privacy? No, no, they are. They are. I agree with you. But I'm just saying that we've seen, uh, you know, these stories where it's not happening in their privacy. It's happening in the in the hotel in the hotel where the team is. Yeah, but, but again, at. but you're making this gigantic assumption because of what. Because because of why? Because of these 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 supposed girls. No, no, I'm not. I'm not making an assumption of of but what just happened. You just I'm, told I'm, me. I'm talking about past, past. Um, uh, you know, with 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 like like the selection that was concentrated in Ecuador, and they were in the hotel, and they took the girls right. to the hotel where they were staying. So stuff like that. So that's that's like the angle that the that the place that filtered that. That's the angle that they're playing. Well, the players saying, themselves. You guys, <laughs> no, I know, but that's they're saying like you guys brought in the girls into the hotel where you're supposed to be staying previous to the game. So this is what you're to doing. A game, it was your... after a game, number one. No, no, no. That's because there was two things. There was two things uh, that I forgot the name of the place that was putting out the news. Um, I, and I had I had them here, but so the the New York thing. The the New York thing was after the U.S. game. It was on a Saturday have, afternoon. Yeah. When, when but, they but had they had their 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 free time, and then no, they had to go. Then they had to go back to that. They had to go back to that concentración at a certain time. Yeah. And everybody did. So again, what is the big deal? Well, this is the big deal that they're saying is like, okay, these girls were in New York, and they were at that club. Okay. You know, and then. Two three days later, those same girls are in Texas, staying in the same hotel as the selection. So that's that's their angle that they're pushing. That those guys brought them with them and put them at that hotel where the team's supposed to be concentrated at. And 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 and, and who's pushing this angle? It's uh, the the man. A, a, let me a get person, it because they're the ones. I gotta say, I gotta say it, 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 it is a. It is a Twitter account that makes its living, yes, pretending to trying to expose soccer players. That that's what it says in its head. So yeah, if that's how they make their living, don't you think that there might be a possibility that they that they might fabricate some stuff too? Yeah, they could have planted them. I'm not saying that they planted them, but maybe maybe or maybe they did. Who knows? But again, I mean, no. if if the if these girls who are so proud of what they've done. 
I mean, they obviously don't care about about anybody's you know livelihood or reputation or anything else. So what you know, wouldn't they also just publish? You know, they got to get their clicks. So what, what you know, if these girls were with these guys, they wanted to, where are the pictures of these girls with these guys, other than just showing showing that they were at the same hotel? Yeah, no, they they didn't they didn't they didn't show that. Right. But I mean, there is a video though. The video in the, but that's from the club. But the girls that are at the hotel, they all were getting followed and liked. But again, but but, but 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 who but who posted those pictures? That same account. No, well, I mean, they did. Exactly. They did that. Yeah. Anyway, I'll, I'll you know you know for for for, for people to get whatever about this whole thing about, about the players letting some steam off 72 hours before their next game, you know, then, then, you know, at this point you're, you're looking for a reason to get pissed at the team. And, that, yeah. and that's just, no, I, I, I agree with that point. But my, my thing is with the players is like, you have to be more protective of your image, you know, because at the end of the day, they, they are selling their image. It's, 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 you know, cause they, they sell jerseys, they sell whatnot. It's, it ultimately, it is an image that they're selling, uh, where even fans are going to criticize what team you play in. No, I mean, I, so, I, I don't disagree with you there, but but I do think that uh, you know that the, the players have a right to privacy, and I think that, you know the, the, you know as as evidenced by by who's posting what what has been posted, I think that those people have motives well beyond anything of what what the players yeah, done. And, I, no, and frankly, I, I find it incredibly offensive. Yeah, and, and I agree with you about the privacy, but. At the same time, they're public figures. So just being the public figure, same as like singers and actors. Yeah, but you know, you're here just but not, you know what? You're not going to get that privacy. They're going to hunt you I down understand. at every And that's turn. fine. And, you know, and, and, and they can, you know, they're, they're, there's ways to handle that. And, uh, you, know, you know, I mean, how can, I mean, imagine you having the, the, the balls to go up to a, to a, to a player and, 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 and to take their picture at a place like that. And then if the guy doesn't consent, are you going to take his picture anyway? Probably, yeah, you are. Because, I mean, it's just, it, to me, it's just, it, it, it's just, it's a very, uh, it's a very problematic thing in our society right now where proving you had an experience is more important than the actual experience itself. And I'm not quite sure why that is. But that's a topic for another time. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I agree. I agree, Yon. I agree, but uh, I'm just going to, you know, I think Bella is one of the dudes. I think he, he just didn't want to be caught up and all that. And I think it's a big reason why he's he's just enjoying life here in in Los Angeles and in MLS. And it's another reason why, like, someone like Chicharro is not going to want to return to Mexico. Because he knows that's waiting for him. Uh, so <laughs> I could see him over here as yeah, well. Yeah, well, I mean, like I said last week, I think that if Chichetto comes back, uh, I think that he's—I he, don't think he's going to play anymore. But I think he'll, he'll come back and do TV for sure. And I think he'll do TV in the states, and I think he'll do it in English. And he'll that would be English. a huge, a huge get for Fox or whoever it is that gets him. It'll be like the spicy soccer show. Well, I mean, you, you have know, you have a, an iconic Mexican player that speaks English, so you, you're getting. 
you know, you're, you're, you're tapping into yeah. an audience that they'd never had before. Yeah. And he's, he's just a big name that you need. Yeah, exactly. And then even Bella by that point should be more fluent. He already speaks English, but you know, in a year or two, he's, he's bound to be quite fluent. Right. So, yeah, but I mean, I think that uh, did so much more. He'd be much better on TV. Oh man, I don't know, man. I might have to give up watching football if it gets to that point where I'm turning on the TV to watch Chicharito do his commentary in English. Chicha, the Chicha and Bella show, <laughs> and it's it's them talking now, and I'm like, okay, I'm done. I'm just, there's nothing to watch here, man. I'm, just, I'm moving on to something else. Yeah, that would be uh, that would be very interesting. I would actually watch that show. I think. <laughs> no, I mean, I, I personally believe that that you know Chicharo is gonna, he's gonna, you know, try and make a go of it in, in Spain, and then I think if, if if it works out great, if it doesn't, I think so. You know what? Yeah, and then he's gonna go. And uh, but I think it's gonna work out for him. I think he's gonna have a good year. He scored a great goal against the U.S. Man, that was uh, as, as as good a goal as he scored for Mexico in a long time. Yeah, yeah, he still has that record. You know, and shame, and shame on us, Juan. Shame on me as a host for we didn't even tuck do. You know, Mexico beats the U.S. in a friendly. Of course, it's friendly, and I get it. But for the first time in twenty yeah. years, and we barely glossed over it. I guess because it, it happened a week ago, but uh, shame on us for that. It was it was it was a, it was a good it was a good win for Mexico. They they. Uh, they they picked their spots and they and they and they, they they did really well and and they took like like four shots on goal and scored on three. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's it was so good. It made the loss to Argentina that much more disappointing. True. That is a that that is a a, a very valid point. But uh, now now on that play, uh, Decatito made a made a terrific move. And paid it off with with an outstanding cross, and Chicharito was able to, you know, and that cross was kind of floated, Hoda. It wasn't like like, you know, usually on headers you're kind of using the force of the header just to misdirect it. Chicharito, put yeah, that wasn't. He hit that ball with his head and, and shot and shot out like a cannon. That was a nice goal, yeah. Oh man, before I leave, John. Yes, sir. I don't know if you guys have seen it, but. The Netflix has the Tevez, like a Tevez documentary, but it's like one of those where they act it out. Oh yeah. It's called a, it's called Apache. It's really good. You know, it's funny. He did not like that nickname Apache. It's like, man, if you know anything about the Apaches, dude, you'd totally change your mind. No, but I think it was like, uh, it was like, um, I think it, it's one of those things that started as like an insult. Right, no, I get that, but what I'm saying is that if, if he, you know, you know, found out, you know, found out about how the, the you know, what kind of tribe the Apache were, I think they were, I mean, it's actually kind of a cool thing because they were like the, you know, the badasses, the, the warriors. Yeah, yeah, they were. So, but it's called Apache, and it's on, it's on Netflix, and it's, I recommend it. It's, it's really good. Yeah, we'll have to, I'll have to take a look at that. I, I finally watched the, uh, the last of the, of the World Cup movies. Oh, you're still finishing that are on uh, that are on Amazon, which are really, really, really entertaining to watch. I, I highly recommend. Yeah, I need to. I need to. 
Oh, and the Maradona one. It's going to be on HBO. Yeah, I don't have HBO anymore. I'm going to have to. I'm going to have to get a. Hopefully that'll that'll be out on. I think they're going to release it in the theater too. So, hopefully. Yeah, or um, or I think it was going to be on Amazon Prime. Was oh, it be on Prime too? I think I, I don't remember. Yeah, and, and it's going to yeah. focus on his time in Napoli, which is where really where he played his the best soccer of his career. So it should be very interesting. Yeah, and then because yeah, he got involved with the, what is it, the Camorra? Not the Rosario Mafia, but the oh, the Camorra, Neapolitan. Wow, well, I mean, are they going to touch on that too? Uh, huh? I, I, no, yeah, I'm pretty sure they will. I'm pretty sure they will. Very interesting. We'll see how that uh, how that plays out. No, I'm, I'm looking forward to that, and uh, hopefully, I'll get to get to watch it when it comes out. We'll figure. We'll figure out. There's always a way, right, Hoen? If history has taught us anything, is that you can watch anything now. So we will uh, keep an eye on that. Well, Joel, I think this has been a very, uh, very entertaining show. I'm glad we were able to do this. I'm glad I was able to figure out how to send a, a stream here on the YouTube uh, with our other apps, since we don't get to do it the way we used to. It's a, you know, change is hard, Joel. So we had to, you know, make some adjustments. But I think, I think we got it going. And if, if I can figure out how to make this uh, happen on the mobile, then we'll, uh, we'll figure that out too. But uh, at this point, we'll go ahead and wrap it up. Uh, uh, Joel, thank you very much for joining us. Oh, always a pleasure, John. And uh, thank you all for, for coming on, and thanks to the folks uh, that were on the chat. We do appreciate that. And uh, we are uh, going to be posting this on our uh, on our areas, our, our podcast areas, where we have quite a few. So uh, feel free to. And then, of course, if you haven't had a chance to uh, listen to the uh, chat we had with Arch Bell earlier in the week, it was uh, a, a very good chat about uh, U.S. Uh, soccer and Argentine soccer as well happened right before the uh, Argentine game. So uh, I do appreciate uh, everyone coming on. And Joel, uh, we'll do this again. Uh, we'll do this again sometime next week. Hello? Yeah, Joel, we'll, we'll do it again sometime next week. I didn't, I didn't hear it like the last minute. Oh, did I, uh, did I cut out again? I don't know what happened. I just I couldn't hear you. Well, it happens. Well, anyway, I was, I was, all I was saying was just, uh, was saying uh, good night, and we'll, uh, we'll be back again next week. Yes, same bad time, same bad channel. All right. Well, thanks everyone for joining us here in the Cantina Max podcast. My name is John Jagu for Beto Camp and Joel Aceves. This is John Jagu saying good night. We will talk to you guys next time.